Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is the first Remember the Game of the year 20th and 24. So let me be the first to say Happy New Year to you, assuming no one else has said it to you in the last couple of days. Fuck them. Anyway, I hope you had a great New Year's. And to kick off a new year, we're talking about an old game with Mega Man Noof. 9, Mega Man 9, and if you're in the car saying, Adam, you idiot, that game isn't old, it's 15. It'll be old enough to drive this September. So yeah, it's old, and so are you. And it's also awesome, and so are you. Probably, maybe you need to pick me up a couple of days into the year. Yeah, you're cool. You're listening to my show. Of course you're awesome. Uh, If you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you probably know that I'm a pretty big fan of the original Mega Man games. And I remember when Mega Man 9 was announced and I was fucking ecstatic. If you'd never played it, this came out in 2008. It brought the franchise back after like a decade of dormancy. And it was a classic NES 8-bit style Mega Man game. It was like the Mega Buster's gone, the slide is gone, the difficulty is cranked up to 10, like the old days. And if you're an OG NES 1 through 6 Mega Man fan, this game is fucking glorious. What I wouldn't give for more modern retro games like this. And I know indies have really picked up that torch and ran with it. And and listen, I love games like Celeste and Shovel Knight and uh Cyber Shadow and The Messenger and some of those classic NES and SNES and Genesis looking modern indie games, but to actually see like a vintage, it'd be like if they made a new Resident Evil today that was the classic, you know, tank control, blocky character, cheesy voice acting, 
Resident Evil game. To actually see these classic games come back like this is just something else. Mega Man 9 is like an NES game in 2008, or... I guess now in 2024, whatever. So uh, I'm rolling solo this week. I really wanted to set a guest up for this episode, but with the holidays and Christmas and everything, uh, it just wasn't convenient, but that's fine. I'm great at droning on by myself and I can't wait to drone on about one of my favorite Mega Mans of all time. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of listening to me drone on by myself, it's time for the first edition of the Remember the Game Infamous intro for 2024. <laughs> If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are about a half hour long, but they're fun. It's we're not just it's not just me sitting here, you know, blowing smoke up my own ass. It's we talk about video games and all that kind of stuff. And if you want to skip it, it's a lot easier than beating Mega Man 9. You just slide the little thing on your phone to about the 30 minute mark and you'll be into Mega Man 9 talk. But I recommend hanging around. Listen to us. We do play one, remake one, erase one. I read comments from the listeners. It's it's fun. Uh, I got to get my plugs out of the way. You guys know it. Just keep the bills on. Just give me a few minutes here. We have merchandise, all kinds of stuff, clothes, posters, mugs, all rocking. Just like the sickest art drawn by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. If you haven't seen it, check out the Remember the Game 5th Anniversary shirt. It's actually uh, a parody of the cover of Mega Man 5, and it's me and uh, my own Rush, my little puppy Molly, uh, being stalked by the horrible Mario is Missing Man. And it's it's probably my favorite design in the shop. So you can find that all at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. If you're interested, great way to support the show. And of course, if you're like, I don't do clothes, you always just check us out on Patreon. It's about the best deal in the history of the universe. $3 a month gets you up. Well, $3 a month gets you two additional shows a week. $5 a month gets you four additional shows every single week. Monday, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, Mark McHugh and I are working our way through The Simpsons and talking about every episode, and it's it's actually a lot of fun. It's a good show. Uh, I would say it's the best quality show I put out. I'm not saying that any of them are good, but I think that one's the best quality. Tuesday, it's the lowest quality show. It's The Rambling Idiot, where I talk about my comedy career, TV, movies, sports, and whatever else I want to talk about. Every Friday, it's Game Patch, where we talk about all the modern news in video games. I give you sales picks, talk about new releases, etc. And Expansion Pass, the crown jewel of the of the Patreon library it goes live every Thursday. It's a different gaming podcast each week. We do rankings. We look back at characters, consoles, genres, franchises. Uh, we do some comedy episodes. There's a fucking ton of modern game reviews in there. This past week, it was actually Expansion Pass 192, and it was one of our most requested episodes. We did another game draft, and this time we drafted the Sega Genesis library. I was joined by three of my regular guests, and we each drafted a lineup of 10 Sega Genesis games, and the community then voted on who drafted the best lineup, and we donated some of that money to the charity of the winner's choice. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, the Remember the Game Draft Sega Genesis Edition. Uh, Andre, you've got the first overall selection. Should I just pencil Echo in now, or what would you like to select? As much as I would love to do that, I'm not I'm not completely insane. Fair. <laughs> uh, as much like I, I was on the Sonic 3 episode, and as much as I want to pick that, I'm picking Sonic the Hedgehog 2, yeah. which is by far the best Sonic game of all. As much as I love 3, that was the game I played most as a kid, but I'm going Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We were talking before the show started, and uh, actually Chris was the first one in the room with me, and uh, we were I was just saying to him that like when we did the NES draft, we all knew Mario 3 was going. And the Super Nintendo draft, there was a few options, but Zelda would seem like a fairly safe bet. I really wasn't sure what was going to go first on the Genesis draft, but I, I will say, had I had first overall pick, I would have also selected Sonic 2. So, uh, safe pick, Andre. That's how it's done. Chris, you have the second pick, my friend. 
So that's now available in our archives along with our previous NES and SNES drafts. And for all of you asking, yes, I know how popular the draft episodes are. We are planning to do more of them this year. I don't quite know where we're going to go next, but I would think the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation 1, or possibly the Game Boy, Game Boy Color. It'll probably, two of those three will probably get drafts this year at some point. So anyway, this uh, this upcoming expansion pass is uh, number 193. The topic was up to our Patreons and the top 10 arcade games squeaked out a win in our poll. So I'm going to rank my 10 favorite arcade games of all time, read off some of yours. It should be fun. So again, subscriptions start at three bucks a month to get new shows every week, ad-free, instant access to hundred, literally hundreds of additional ad-free podcasts all waiting right there. You can add them to the podcast service of your choice, including Spotify, and just listen to them all there. It's sick. And not only do you get a bunch of podcasts, you get access to our 1,000-plus member Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month, the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows. You can DM with me, and you even get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patreons, The Real Troy McClure, Jonathan Wynn, Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I get that. Mao, Mo, I think it's Mao, Joe DeChantel, Captain EO, Lachtar9877, Creature Hubend, I Divert Lamb, I think is how I'm supposed to say that. Sorry if I fucked that one up. Miller Time, 0630, oh, Hamburgers, Bruce Wayne, the bad himself, MKMT, Gregory Long, and Venom NYC. I love Venom and I love NYC. So that is a great name. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. Couple of, uh, the last quick thing I'm going to plug is just Twitch. I'm really making it a goal to be more active on there this year. I want to do a lot more retro playthroughs on there. I actually played through the original TMNT on my original childhood NES on Twitch last week. It was a lot of fun. I was playing some Mega Man 9 on there over the weekend. Twitch.tv slash member the game. Come by and see me. It's good times. All right. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <laughs> Oh, I just had a horrible sneezing fit. <laughs> well, that's I, I edited it out, obviously, but oh my god. You ever have one of those times where you just sneeze like 10 times in a row? It feels so good. I don't know. Maybe, it, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know why, but like I, oh, I love a good, like a good wet sneeze. Mm. And when it's like a whole bunch in a row and you're seeing stars afterwards. Ah, uh, sex is great, but a sneeze fit? Come on now. Anyway, uh, let's blow our first blower of the year is Darth Skywalter, who said, Happy New Year, my friend. You as well, Darth. First and foremost, I wish you, Shay, and Molly, personally and professionally, a great 2024. Now, down to business. After any step of releasing an episode, playing the game, recording it, editing it, does not matter. Do you ever have second thoughts and almost cancel it? Or have you ever actually canceled an episode that we never knew about? Keep up the excellent work, my man. Thank you, Darth. And uh, Happy New Year to you and yours as well. Uh, yes, uh, quite often. Not often when I'm playing the game. The only time I regret... Like, I, I have hesitations while I'm playing a game is if I'm like, fuck, I don't know if this is going to make for a very good episode. But that doesn't happen too often because if a game is good, it's easy to come on here and blow smoke up its ass. And if a game is bad, it's easy for me to come on here and unleash Angry Adam and just tear it a new asshole. Uh, there's been the occasional game 
Uh, I know, don't get upset because I know some of you probably will if you didn't know this. Suikoden 2 was one that I started playing it and I'm not good with deep RPGs and I'm not good with massive parties and RPGs and I started playing it and I was like, I see the brilliance in this. There is literally no way I can deliver a good episode on this. It's just, it's like, it's like playing a foreign language to me. It's, I, I'm not dunking on the game. I think it's cool. I just don't understand it. So, um, occasionally that happens, and then the episodes never come out. Most of you know about Suikoden. Um, lots of it happens while I'm recording it and while I'm editing it, where I'm like, this, I don't... You have to be your own hardest critic, and I think it comes from my comedy background. All the uh, Every good comedian thinks they suck. Every good comedian, like, deep down you know you're good, but every good comedian is their own worst critic, and every bad comedian thinks they're a good comedian. Because when you think you're bad, you're always looking to improve. And so I think that has translated over to comedy and I'm or part of me to podcasting and I'm not saying that I've improved as a podcaster but I I I definitely am my own worst critic and there's many an episode that I finished and I'm like ah oh, fuck that sucked everyone's going to hate that but uh I got to put them out cuz I you know got to got to keep the schedule uh and then as far as like have I ever canceled an episode there was one and I've told this story before but my buddy Brad and I were recording an episode about WWF WrestleMania for the NES and we got about 15 minutes in and we were both like, this sucks. Like, this is a shit episode on a shit game. There's no meat on the bone. There's nothing to talk about. And I, I don't even have the I don't even have the, the audio we recorded. We just recorded over it. And we, I don't remember what we reviewed. We reviewed something else instead. But uh, that is the only time that I've ever scrapped an episode straight up and not released it. But all the time, I finish these episodes and think they suck. Always. So thank you. Uh, thanks for fucking tearing the Band-Aid off, Darth. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Vader Maximus said it's been mentioned a few times that you missed out on a ton of classic films and you often say you want or will get around to watching them I'd love for you to do just little updates on when you do check a film out nothing time consuming just a five minute ramble on what you watched and what you thought of it oh and check out an NES game called Battle Kid it was physically released for the NES about 10 years ago it's a bit like Mega Man Souls game and it's available on Switch oh Jesus Mega Man, Mega Man's already like fucking Souls games. Um, as far as the the films, I hate to be that guy and do an extra little plug, but I do get asked this sometimes. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I do regularly post that I'm crossing another you've never seen off the list because I haven't seen a lot of movies. And last year I watched like Terminator, Terminator Two, Clerks, Small Rats, Goonies, Rambo, The Matrix, uh, Batman, Batman Returns, Alien, Aliens. I've I watched a ton of movies, The, the Goonies that I'd never seen before. Um, I hate to be that guy, but I do do, they're, they're called mini movie reviews and they are about five minute reviews. And I usually sneak them in on the rambling idiot on Patreon. So I'm, I'm sneaking in the plug cause I'm answering the question from Vader Maximus. That's an intimidating name. I got to answer it. But yeah, so that's usually where I throw them in just as a heads up. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing super troopers. I'm watching super troopers for the first time this week. And I'm probably going to throw a, a mini movie review up on Monday as part of next week's rambling idiot. So it's been fun. It's been really cool checking out all these movies that everyone has seen but me. And every time I watch one, I'm like, oh my God, I get that reference now. It just it's pretty dope. So and I and I've liked almost all of them. The only one I didn't like was Ah, I don't want to get you. You know what? I don't care. It's Batman Returns. I thought Batman Returns sucked. Hate on me. I don't give a fuck. But that's the only one I haven't liked so far. Uh Faded Sufferance. Said Happy New Year, Adam. Quick question. Are there any games you revisit but lose interest in up to a certain point? Personal example is Ocarina of Tim. Every time I play it, I lose interest at the Water Temple. Ah, fuck that fucking Water Temple. Uh, it doesn't happen as often now with the podcast because I, I, outside of modern games that I want to play for myself, practically everything I play is for the show. So even if I'm not enjoying it, I usually have to power through. But I will say... 
open world games, like I've probably started uh, like a replay of Fallout 3 half a dozen times and then I, I end up quitting it because it's just so long. And it's not a bad game, but I just, yeah, I, I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. Uh, same with Witcher 3. Open world games, I'm really bad for that. I get into them and then I'm like, I, after like 20, 30 hours, I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. And I just stop playing it. Uh, also, as much as I, I want to play it because I think it's dope, it's never done anything to bother me. XCOM 2. I've probably started XCOM 2 five times and I swear on my life before I'm in the ground, I'm going to play through that fucking game because nothing about it turns me off. I just keep getting busy and sidetracked. And then by the time I come back, I can't remember who was on my team and everything. And I'm, and I'm fucked. But, uh, yeah. And then, yeah. Tapping out at the water temple of Ocarina of Tim. You've already seen all the good stuff. I don't blame you. That makes sense. Fuck that. Fuck. I hate that temple. Fuck. I hate that fucking temple. Mr. Satan. So that I suffered the shame that not many have had to suffer. After a great Christmas, I was watching my oldest play Super Mario Wonder. I was surprised to see they didn't push in the dash button, only to realize my son was a walker. And I scolded him for it. As you should, Mr. Satan. In fact, I won't even swear for the next 30 seconds. I would like you to give your son your phone, or whatever you're listening to this to, on and uh, and just let them know hello junior mr satan i just want to let you know that you're not just a disappointment to your father you're a disappointment to the gaming community you're probably a great child who's very intelligent and work hard and you're nice to your friends and your parents and you share and you play by the rules and you'll probably go on to do great things but for the love of i'm not gonna swear for the love of bleep hold the button down and run and that goes for all of you. Every single one of you listening to this. When you play a Mario game, run. It makes the game so much. It's designed for you to run. Hold the button down. It's not. I. Ah, Shaylee does it sometimes. And then she misses jumps. And then she's like, well, I don't know how anyone's supposed to make that jump. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know either. Except maybe if you win at it. Ugh, walkers. You're almost as bad as the people that have to get every freaking coin. Ha. <laughs> Happy New Year, Mr. Satan and Junior Mr. Satan. Adam hasn't reviewed Buck Bumble. That's factually correct. Said, Happy New Year's. Is your nephew Ben ever returning as a guest? Uh, I get asked this quite a bit. If you've ever listened to the early episodes of the show, my nephew Ben used to be a regular uh, member of the cast here at Remember the Game Industries. Um, without getting too into his personal life, Ben is in uh, high school. He's going to be graduating right away. He's got a job. He's got uh, social engagements. And uh, I don't think he's gaming much these days. So I'm not going to say never. He's the, the door is open. There's an open invitation for him to come on. Uh, he's just busy, right? I remember that age. I was too busy to come on my uncle's video game podcast too. So it's all good. But the door is open if he ever wants to come back. Lord Longrod Von Hugendong II said, Dear Sir Blank, imagine you are captured by the Jigsaw Killer and he makes you choose a game to beat. The games are Echo the Dolphin, Donkey Kong 64, or Crash Bandicoot, but if you lose all your lives and crash, it's game over in real life. And as Jigsaw always says, live or, do live or die, the choice is yours. For the record, I don't like scary movies, but I have seen most of the Saws, and while most of them suck, the first one is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, if I had to play one of Echo, Donkey Kong, or Crash without dying, to save my life, I would play Donkey Kong 64. Crash is the best game of those three. I can't beat Echo. Like, that would be suicide. I could beat Crash, but I don't think I could beat it without a game over. Uh, Donkey Kong 64, I could beat. It would just... You know what? I have been really hard on Donkey Kong 64 over the years. I'm really hoping Nintendo eventually adds that to the Switch, because I would love to take another shot at it and see if it's as bad as I remember. Because I love just about every other Donkey Kong game. 
But I just did not like that one back in the day. So I'd really like another chance at that. So if it takes me being captured by Jigsaw and being threatened to die if I don't play through it, then I guess that's what it takes. I would love another chance to play through uh, Donkey Kong 64. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. <laughs> and fittingly, Donkey Schlong. I didn't even plan that. Wow. Donkey Schlong wrote into us and said, I'm curious, what physical consoles do you have? And are there any you still want to add to your collection? Uh, I get asked this quite a bit. So in case anyone's wondering, on my shelf right here beside me, I have an NES, an SNES, a Nintendo 64, a Nintendo GameCube. I have a PS2 Slim. I have a backwards compatible PS3. I have an OG Xbox that I can't actually play OG Xbox games on, but a listener sent it to me and it's full of like ROMs and emulators. It's fucking pretty sick, actually. And then I also have a Nintendo DS and a Game Boy Advance. I don't have a ton of games for those. So uh, I have all those. And then I've also got like my my... NES, SNES, Sega Genesis, and PlayStation Minis, and they've all been hacked and they're full of games. Um, if there's any other ones I want to add to my collection, uh, I really want to pick up a Sega Genesis, actually. I've almost per pulled the trigger twice over the holidays. I really want to pick up a classic Sega Genesis now because I want to do more streaming of those. I was streaming off my childhood NES on the weekend. It was fucking sick. So I want to do more streaming like that. So a Genesis is probably top of the list. The only other classic system I don't own that I'd kind of like to get my hands on is a Dreamcast, and I'm on the fence. And it's not because the Dreamcast is bad. I love the Dreamcast. Um, and I never owned one uh, when it came out. I did have one when I collected for a while. I'd really like to get my hands on one, but I don't. I genuinely don't know how much I would use it. Most of the stuff I want to review for it, I can get on, in like a Dreamcast Classic Collection or something. But if the price was right and an opportunity came up, I, I would like to pick up a Dreamcast. But the Genesis, before the end of 2024, I will own a Sega Genesis. You can bet you, bet your ass on that so i get asked a lot what i own and that's what i own and then honestly the one i use the most is probably my gamecube i actually have a little bit of a gamecube collection and that's the system i'm most interested in collecting for because i i love the gamecube so uh yeah there you go all right we need to move on thank you so much everybody for writing in as always let's switch things up and get to our smash hit segment the official game show of remember the game industries you know it i know it we both kind of like it it is play one remake one erase one baby And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And I'll tell you what it is in a minute. This week we're talking Mega Man 9. So I actually went to Metacritic and looked up Capcom's highest rated games. And I got Devil May Cry, Resident Evil Code Veronica, and Street Fighter 4. As three of the highest. So that's what we're going with. And 38% said you'd play Street Fighter 4, remake Resident Evil Code Veronica, and erase Devil May Cry. So let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. <clears throat> Pardon me. Sergeant Ombre said, I'm going based on my gut and what I've heard Adam say because I've never played these games. I'll play Street Fighter because, well, what's there to fix? I'll remake Devil May Cry. Seems like there was a decent enough game there if the camera worked. And I'll erase Resident Evil because the new remakes are enough Resident Evil games for a while. I absolutely agree on Devil May Cry. If the camera was better, I wouldn't hate that game half as much. Um, and as far as Resident Evil, uh, uh, like that's a yin-yang. Because like in the ying, you're right. We do have enough Resident Evil remakes and stuff. But in the yang, oh, I'd really like a Code Veronica remake, baby. So I, I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you what I think in a minute. Because sound logic, though. Way to show your work. B, B plus. Uh, the Angry New Yorker. 
Said, I play Code Veronica. It's pretty good as it is. I'd remake Devil May Cry and fix that stupid-ass camera. And I'd erase Street Fighter 4 because there's 47 iterations of Street Fighter 2 I could play. So that's that. I wonder, how many of you Street Fighter fans out there are good with... Because I think Street Fighter 2 is considered the best one, right? I'm not a big fighting game guy. So would you scrap 4 if you had to because you have 2? Sound All right. I get it. Doug Dorn uh, said, I'll play Street Fighter because I can't remember if I've played this one and now I'll be able to erase it next time. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll remake Code Veronica because it's probably already on the remake calendar as it is. And I'll erase Devil May Cry. It holds no interest for me. So bye-bye, Dante. Poor Dante. What's stupid? Fuck, I hate Dante. Uh, Tony Pidwan? Pidwan. Said this one's straightforward. I'll play Devil May Cry. I like that all of you are playing the one the last person erased. Tony says, I'll play Devil May Cry. It's frustrating as fuck, but something you could just get good at. I'll delete Street Fighter 4 purely because Capcom got so greedy around this time with their DLC bullshit. Remember when you could choose a different colored outfit in Street Fighter 2 based on what button you pressed when selecting your character? Well, now that's going to cost you 10 bucks per person. And that leaves remaking Resident Evil because, Adam, you pretty much jizz your pants over the last Resident Evil remakes. So who else doesn't want more of that excitement from you? That is true. My pants are very jizzy. And I will say that a Code Veronica or Resident Evil 0 or Resident Evil 1 remake in the modern remake style, probably would add to that jizz, that jizz puddle. I agree with that. And Sock Puppet said, I'll play Street Fighter. Most Street Fighters are great and fun to play. I'll remake Devil May Cry with a remake. They could tweak a few things gameplay-wise to be less annoying and a fresh new look never hurts. And I'll erase Code Veronica because this is when I found out the story of Resident Evil started to... Or this is where I found the story of Resident Evil started to get very weird, not to mention it never felt fun while it was being played. 4 was better. I actually do agree that Code Veronica is where the story really went weird, and 4 is, a, is an exponentially better game. Sound, sound logic this week. Good job, everybody. Good job. Extended recess for everyone. I'm actually going with the majority, the 38% this week, and it's not often that I go with the majority, but I'm doing that this week. 38% of you, including Darby Triscuits, who said, I'll play Street Fighter 4. It's the last Street Fighter I played, and I remember having fun with it for a while. I'll remake Code Veronica, because I've never played it, and I do believe that'll be up next on Capcom's remake docket anyway. And I'll erase Devil May Cry. I loved it back in the day, but those earlier entries in the series are tough to go back to, and I can play Devil May Cry 5 or any Bayonetta game to get a better scratch that itch uh, if needed. Uh, sound logic. I don't have the same reasoning, but sound logic all the way around. And I do the same order. I myself, believe it or not, would play Street Fighter 4. Because while I'm genuinely terrible at fighting games, I do like them. And I don't want to erase a fighting game that so many people love. And it's the only one of these three that I haven't played. So I'm going to play Street Fighter 4. I'm going to remake Resident Evil Code Veronica because, as I just said, all the jizz in my pants. I want more Resident Evil games remade like Resident Evil 2 Remake now, please. And I'm erasing Devil May Cry. I know it's going to upset some of you. I reviewed it last year, and I know some of you love it, but I just don't. So that's it. Thanks, everyone that wrote in and played along, as always. Uh, I'm gonna, You know what? We're going to change things up this year. I'm going to tell you what I've been playing. Th or then we'll go to the sponsor, and then we'll come back for Mega Man. So just to kind of make it work a little bit better. What have I been playing over the holidays? Because it's been a week and a half since I recorded one of these. A lot. Batman Arkham Asylum for an episode that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I've been playing that on Twitch if you want to come by. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's very good. I can't... Like, it's done nothing wrong, and it just isn't hooking me. I never find myself jonesing to play it, but it's good every time I do. Uh, I've been playing some Cyberpunk 2077 on my Steam Deck. That's going to be a long playthrough if I don't get bored of it, but so far, so good. Uh, Jack and Daxter, I've been replaying. Ah, it's so much fun. That's going to be next week's Remember the Game, FYI. And then Mega Man 9, which I've only been playing for the last couple of days to get ready for it. And that's what we're going to talk about in about two seconds. We're going to pause here. We'll let a sponsor come in and do their thing. And then uh, when we come back, it's all about Mega Man 9, baby. We'll be right back after this. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. All right, let's Mega Man 9 time, baby. Fuck, I love this game. Uh, as always, before my guest and I, or in this case, just me, ramble on in the microphone about the game we're covering, I like to let my Patreons share their thoughts on the topic of choice this week. And a whole lot of you wrote in about Mega Man 9, so let's see what a few of you had to say. Wyatt the Surgeon, who's not a Surgeon Row, said, I've always leaned more toward X than normal Mega Man, but this is still just such a banger of an entry. From the old school difficulty to the awesome powers, it's just an all-around treat of a game, to be honest. Uh, it's funny because I Mega Man X is my all-time favorite Mega Man game, but generally I do prefer the Mega Man games to the Mega Man Xs. But I think you're right. Whether you're in Team X or just Team Mega Man, like I, I can't imagine there's anyone out there that likes Mega Man that doesn't like Mega Man 9. That would really shock me. Billy O. Blues Link said, Is it possible to be a Mega Man fan and not absolutely love this game? Don't get me wrong. I love the late 90s, early 2000s Mega Man spinoff series too, but I think we all miss the OG Blue Bomber since he hadn't got a mainline game since Mega Man 8, which came out in the late 90s and was a bit of a disappointment. Agreed. Just to fire Mega Man 9 up, to hear that Mega Man-y music and see a selection screen with eight googly-eyed robot masters is what every Mega Man fan wanted and missed. It really felt like your childhood hero had returned while Mega Man 2 Two will always be my sentimental favorite. Nine is a close second. It will always be special. Viva Mega Man forever. Well said. Uh, I've said it many times. There's actually an episode in Expansion Pass Archives, if you're interested, where I ranked all 11 core Mega Man games. In no particular order, two, three, and nine are my favorites. So I agree. Nine stacks up against the best Mega Man has ever done. I agree. Uh, Astro Alpica said, This game, in my uneducated opinion, redefined the term retro games as a genre. Mega Man 9 was one of the first games made by a mainstream developer to purposely use 8-bit graphics in the early 2000s. I had only knew of Mega Man from Marvel vs. Capcom. I read an article in a Nintendo Power about Mega Man 9, and I was confused when they said it was a new game. Intrigued, I bought it as soon as it appeared on the Wii Shop channel. After playing Mega Man 9, I was sold on the franchise forever. Yeah, buddy. I remember I bought it uh, the day it came out as well as a Wii Weird game on my Wii. Arguably my favorite Wii game is Mega Man 9. Cause, well, no, it's probably Mario Galaxy. But uh, yeah, I, I remember that. Oh, I'll get into I'll, I'll I'll talk in a minute. Let's, let's tell you talk. I'll talk in a minute. Justin Valorelli. Valorelli? 
I think I said that right. Said amazing soundtrack, great game, but very challenging. Took many hours to clear a stage. Has a great bonus stage, and who doesn't love Proto Man? Agreed with all of that. I will say that yes, this is I replaying it over the last couple of days. Like I'm, I consider myself fairly in shape with Mega Man. This one's tough, especially Wily. This one's got one of the hardest Wily's castles in Mega Man. This, Wily's castle will fuck you up. And Dark Joel's. Said, how does he have two goddamn guns on the cover art? His blaster is green? Where was this Mega Man? It's actually pretty awesome. But it's like if you were to describe Mega Man to your artist grandpa to draw. That should that cover should be a tattoo or stamp. They have stamps in Canada? Yes, we do, but we call stamps chips. Shout out to anyone that gets that reference. Uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of people have been complaining on social media about the box art for this game. If you haven't seen it, look it up. So the story behind the box art quickly, I rarely do history, but I know my Mega Man, is when they came up with the box art for Mega Man 1, they had to do it like that. They had no time, so they kind of explained it to an artist, and the artist came up with some of the worst box art you've ever seen. I, and it's Mega Man holding a gun. If you've never seen it, look up the Mega Man 1 box art. I would love a poster. Of the box art of Mega Man 1. Oh my god, that'd be sick. And so 9 is clearly a tribute to that horrible box art from Mega Man 1. And I'm all for it. I fucking love it. Ah, I love horrible box art for great games. And that's exactly what we fucking got with Mega Man 9. And I'm going to queue up some of those phenomenal Mega Man 9 tunes right now. And when they stop, we're going to talk about Mega Man 9. Which originally released on the Wii. On September 22nd, 2008. Ugh, the Wii. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. All right, let's get into this. So it's funny, uh, if you were on my stream on Tuesday afternoon, I was literally just playing Mega Man 9 on Twitch 20, 20 minutes ago from when I'm recording this part of the podcast. The intro was already done. I did that this morning, and now I'm talking Mega Man 9. But I was literally just streaming this because last night, I w- so I only started replaying this about two days ago to get ready for the podcast. And uh, I-, I beat this one back in the day when this came out, and I'll get into all that later, but like I played the fuck out of Mega Man 9 when it came out. But I haven't played it in years. And so I thought, like, hey, you know what? Any excuse to play some Mega Man. I love these games. I'll fire this up for a refresher. And I think it's a combination of me being out of mega shape when it comes to Mega Man. And the fact that, like, I'll I'll fight you. Mega Man 9, if it's not the hardest Mega Man game, in the, at least in the mainline 1 through 11 series, I would make it top top 2 or 3. It's It's definitely not the easiest like, I know some would argue Mega Man 1 is the hardest. I'm like, sure, kind of by default, Mega Man 1 is tough. I think Mega Man 3 can be pretty tough. I think 2 is easy. I don't find 4, 5, 6, 7, or 8 all that difficult. 9 will fuck you up. And then 10 and 11 are pretty tough, too. But this is a, this is a tough game. Anyway, the point is, I was just playing it on stream. And last night, when I was replaying it, I got to Wily's Castle. And if you've ever... if you, I mean, I'm not even going to... I guess if by some incredible chance, you've never played Mega Man... In 15 seconds or less, Mega Man's this little blue robot. He's awesome. He's got a gun for an arm, and he usually fights eight different robots that all have different powers. They were designed by Dr. Wily, who's the villain, and as he defeats those robots, he gets one of their weapons that he can then use whenever he wants, and once you beat all eight robots, then you go to Wily's castle, fight all the robots again, and then you fight Wily, and then you save the world, and that's the end of the game. So, yeah, I'm assuming most of you at least know of Mega Man. So anyways, last
last night when I was playing it, I was in Wiley's castle. And I think in this level, it's like, in this one, I think it's, it's one, two, three. I think it's three stages. And then there's like a little mini stage. And then you fight the eight robot masters again. And then you fight Wiley. And I got to that part and I had no energy tanks, no M tanks. I had no anything left for supplies. And I hadn't played this game in a while. And I forgot that when you leave Mega or when you leave Dr. Wiley's castle in this one, it's not like you're coming back in and going right to the level you were on. I uh, I left Wiley's castle and went back to the stage select screen to go to the store to buy a couple of E-tanks. And then when I clicked on Wiley again to go back to fight the robot masters and Wiley, it was like, nay, nay, you're back to square one. Go fuck yourself. So I had to play through all of Wiley's castle again. So I decided, fuck it. I'm going to log in. I'm going to do a quick stream and I'm just going to beat the game on stream here and then I'll go and record and then it's all fresh in my mind. And I played for about 45 minutes. I got back to the end of the game again. I defeated the eight robot masters. But then I was up against Dr. Wily and I had no E-tanks or anything left. And that's where I left it because my controller died. And I was like, all right, well, my controller's dead. I'm on stream. I can't play because now my controller's dead. So I got to take my Switch out of the dock. I got to get the show recorded anyway. So between now and when this episode goes live, I will fire that game back up and beat Wily. Because I'm literally like three hits away from beating him but without an e-tank at the end it's it's kind of tough so i, I practically rebeat the game and uh, and again i just want to say that like it's if you're if you're listening to this and, and i know i get messages from people that are like oh man i never played mega man until i started listening to your podcast and then i started to really like mega man and you know if, or i get a lot of people being like hey you make them sound awesome where should i start i have to be honest mega man 9 is one of the best games in the franchise but do not start with mega man 9 there's not really a story to these like each one's got like a little self-contained story but it's if you're listening and you've never played mega man it's not like you need to play them in order to hop in or anything everyone is basically the same at the end of the day dr wily's a bad guy with a bunch of evil robots and dr light's the good guy with mega man and mega man goes and defeats the evil robots but i would definitely i i get Ask that a lot. So if, if you're, if, you're if, if at the end of this episode I've convinced you to fire up the Mega Man games and you've never played them before and you're wondering where you should start, I almost always recommend starting with Mega Man 2. Mega Man 1 is okay, but it's pretty primitive. Mega Man 2 is one of the easier ones in my opinion. It's still hard, but it's one of the easier ones in my opinion and it's the one where they really master the formula. And how are, you're wondering, you're like, what the fuck, Adam? This isn't a Mega Man 2 review. This is a Mega Man 9 review. That's where I'm headed with this. If you've never played this, Mega Man 9 came out in 2008. It came out 12 years after Mega Man 8 did. And if you don't know, Mega Man 1 through 6 were on the NES. Mega Man 7 was on the Super Nintendo. Mega Man 8 was on the PS1. Might have been on the Saturn. Nobody cares. But anyway, it had been a long time since we got a new Mega Man entry. And when this one was initially announced back in 08 or whatever the fuck it was announced, I lost my mind, as did a lot of old school Mega Man fans, because this game looks and plays identical practically to Mega Man 2 and 3 from the NES. It's the 8-bit graphics. It's got the chip tunes. You've already heard. The music's incredible like it always is. Uh, it, they took out a lot of the stuff that they added in later Mega Man games, like the slide, like the Mega Buster. And I I know that those are controversial decisions we were talking about it just on my streams i know some people like it better when mega man's got his slide or got the, the, the mega buster i will say that I'm, I'm a i'm a fan of the slide because it's pretty handy but i'm also a traditionalist when it comes to mega man and i kind of enjoy playing it where all you can do is jump and shoot your little pea shooter until you start picking up until you start picking up weapons i like that and so that's why i bring up mega man 2 uh, this is like a love letter to that game. And it's funny because by today's standards, like we get these retro indie games all the time. I mentioned it in the intro, Shovel Knight and The Messenger and Celeste and 
the list goes on and on and on of these 8-bit and 16-bit games we get today by these indie studios that are tributes to the games from the NES, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis that kids probably, the developers probably grew up playing as kids. But this was like one of the first times we'd seen this and Capcom was involved in it and it was like, hey, remember the any this, I'm not kidding, this would be akin to Nintendo coming out tomorrow and being like, hey, we're making Super Mario Brothers 3 Part 2. And it looks just like Super Mario Brothers 3. And it plays like Super Mario Brothers 3. Or another old school Legend of Zelda. Or insert your favorite NES game here. That's what this is. It's basically an NES game in 2008. And it, like, it runs a little... And that's, like... And I think it, frankly... So, like, sorry. Whenever I do one of these reviews by myself, I know I get a little bit more scatterbrained than normal. But, um... I... If you've never listened to it on Expansion Pass, I've done an episode where I rank the 11 core Mega Man games. And without giving away the exact order, I will say that 9 is a top 3 Mega Man for me. Like, this game is such an incredible love letter to the glory years, but with a couple of little additions. And it's and it's stuff like, it has saves, obviously, which Mega Man 2 and 3 didn't. So that's nice. Um, it does some things graphically that I don't think Mega Man 2 and 3 would have had an easy time doing. Stuff like when you're in... Um, I don't remember whose level it is now. Maybe Jewel Man? But you're on those rotating uh, platforms. So you're on these platforms that are just coasting back and forth and you jump from one to another without falling off them into a hole. But when you land on it, it's like a a revolving magnet and Mega Man literally spins around in circles and if you jump when he's on the bottom, he'll go down and if you jump on the top, he'll jump straight up in the air. And uh, stuff like that, I think the NES really would have struggled with or galaxy man's level which i think is one of the best levels in any mega man game where you're jumping into those portals and you land in a portal and then it there's like portals all over the level and you jump in one and then it just bounces you out somewhere else and then you bounce out of there and bounce into another one and that's the kind of it's so it looks like an nes game but it, it plays like a modern game because i think it's it's taking advantage of the better hardware and doing things that the nes clearly wouldn't have been capable of doing um and i i just I, I can't like I like listen I'm gonna be honest with you like get get ready for a lot of gushing because I don't think there's anything about this game I don't like I I love the graphics I love the way it plays I love the robot masters I love the story I love the difficulty the soundtrack is fucking incredible this is just if literally if you're listening to this insert your favorite NES franchise and uh dream about what it would be like to get another entry in NES style. And Mega Man fans got that with Mega Man 9. And I don't know where the fuck this came from. I don't know why they decided to do this. They ended up doing it again with 10, uh, which we'll probably review on the show someday. Honestly, I'd like to eventually review all the Mega Man games. But I know not everybody listening to this is a Mega Man fan. And I don't want to uh, fuck everybody around. So, and just make everybody have to listen to Mega Man all the time. But it's been a while and it's the new year and I'm in a good mood and I want to talk about it. So, uh, let's just, okay. So, the story of this one Listen, the, the story in Mega Man never really matters. I will say, one of the things I would love would be a modern Mega Man game, even if it was in this art style. But I would love a Mega Man game where they uh, spent a little bit more time on the story. Because usually it's like, oh, Dr. Doctor Wily is evil. Dr. Wily is evil again. Dr. Wily is still evil. Here's a new robot. Oh, no, wait. It's just Dr. Wily in a costume. Like, it's always Wily. And in this one, off the top, these eight robots are actually... The robot masters in this one uh, start going... They're actually designed, designed by Dr. Light. And they start going crazy and des- destroying the world and everything. 
and uh, Dr. Light ends up getting, uh, Dr. Wiley comes out and says like, hey, I refuse to help him. This is Dr. Light. He's a, he's a psycho. Fuck that guy up. And then Dr. Light gets arrested and then Mega Man sets out to stop him. And what I think is really cool is after you defeat four robot masters in this game, you pick up like a, uh, like a, I don't know, like a part from one of the robots and uh, you get to go to like a little cutscene where you find out that like, oh man, the, the robots are kind of like, they're, they're going to get just scrapped right away. And they're, they're like, oh man, so they're probably upset about that. And then when you defeat the eight robot masters, uh, you pick up like another little chip or scrap or whatever the fuck. And it actually shows them talking to Dr. Wily and Dr. Wily being like, hey, listen, that's what humans do. They use you and they scrap you. Come with me and we'll we'll fuck them up and take over the world. And then Wily comes in, steals the chip, and then you have to go fight Wily. And I, I just, I, and then eventually, like, the very, I guess, I'm not even going to spoil the end of the game because maybe I'll convince a few of you to play. At the end of the day, you're going to defeat Wily. There is a cool little scene at the end. Proto Man shows up. Proto Man's awesome. We'll get more into Proto Man in a little while, but uh, I like that it's got a little bit of a story. At the end of the day, listen, some of my favorite games are Mario. I don't need a great story. You can just tell me like, hey, Dr. Wily invented eight more crazy robots named after weird things and I have to fight them, get cool weapons, and then go beat up Wily, and I don't care. I would honestly take Mega Man's as an annualized title and I don't need a big story. That's It, it would be cool if we got one. Like, I would love a big, like, 20-hour epic Mega Man game full of story and plot twists and this and that. But I, I just, at this point, I've conceded that I don't think we're ever going to get that. So if that's the case, then, uh, and don't come at me with Mega Man Legends. Mega Man Legends was fine, but I want core Mega Man. Uh, at this, at this case, I'll just take more of the, frankly, I'll take anything. Beggars can't be choosers. Mega Man 11 from a few years ago was awesome. Give me any, I don't care. Like I, I'm going to put it out to the world right now. It's January 2nd, 2024 as I'm recording this. And I'm praying that by January 2nd, 2025, they've announced Mega Man 12. Like fingers, eyes, and toes crossed. Give us another one. And if you want to put a story in it, great. And if you don't, I don't fucking care. So that's basically the story. And then you set out. And then it literally is just classic Mega Man. You hit start and you're on that menu select screen that I fucking love where you have the eight robot masters all around this, like the Brady Bunch screen. And Mega Man's googly eyes are following them around as you're moving around. And you got to pick which one you want to fight. You go fight them and yada, yada, yada. Um, quickly to get into the, the eight robot masters this time around, you have Concrete Man, Tornado Man, Plug Man, Jewel Man, Hornet Man, Magma Man, Galaxy Man, and Splash Woman. And there's a couple of mega or of robot masters in this one that really stick out to me. Obviously, the standout to most people, I think, is Splash Woman. It took nine Mega Man games at what? How many robot masters is that? Eight times eight is 64, plus six is 70. Is that seven? Am I right? Eight, is, is that 70 robot masters? Eight games at eight robot masters apiece. Yeah, and then six from Mega Man 1. And I know some of you are going to write in and be like, Mega Man is number one, Proto Man's there, and they added two more to... Shut up. It basically, the point is, it took about 70 robot masters for them to make one a woman. And uh, it's, this isn't one of those like, oh, they're pandering. Huh, shut up. This was in 2008. This was before that whole thing happened. And I think it's cool. And I'd like to see more of them. And she's awesome. She's like a robotic mermaid. And she's underground. And she's got a, or underwater, excuse me. She's got like a laser trident, which is the weapon you get from her. And it's like a laser pitchfork that you've, it's a trident, you know, but it looks like a pitchfork. And you can, it's honestly, for my money, it's actually, it's not the coolest weapon in the game, but it's the one I find the most useful throughout the game because it goes through shields so you get up with those fuckers that have those giant shields in front of them that just hide behind and shoot little pellets at you and you can just blast through those shields with the tridents and fuck them up and it's awesome uh, i also think galaxy man is very very cool albeit the easiest fight in the game if you're new to it 
uh, if you want my opinion, start with Galaxy Man. He's very easy to beat. But he's like a UFO with legs and eyes. And his weapon is like a black hole that you can just shoot and then make it burst open anywhere you want on the screen. And once it bursts open, it's just damaging anything that fucking touches it. And it's just, oh my god, it's fucking awesome. Uh, so I think those are the two standouts. I really don't think there's a bad robot master in this. Ah, concrete man kind of sucks. Concrete man's weapon where you get the concrete blocks that you can stick are kind of cool, but he just looks like a shitty guts man. Uh, there's always a fire guy like Mega man, magma man, uh, not Meg, uh, but magma man. Uh, Hornet man is pretty, I don't know. He's neat. I like that. He's got the homing. It's got all the basic weapons. Like Hornet man's weapon is the homing missiles with the Hornets that go after stuff. Jewel man gives you the shield that you can wear while you're running around. Plug man gives you the spark that runs around, runs across the ground. It's got a lot of the basic weapons and then a couple of new ones. Uh, but by and large, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the eight robot masters. I, I don't, and I will say too, that while I do find this to be one of the harder Mega Man games, I don't find the robot master fights particularly difficult assuming well i mean once you've got weaknesses none of them are hard but i i, I find that th there's some mega man games where they're much more difficult than they are in this one if you can get the timing down and you're good with that buster you can beat three or four of them with just the buster without too much trouble in my opinion i always start with galaxy man but i find but i find splash woman uh pretty doable with just a mega buster as well uh, I mean, Hornet Man is close. If you can pick off his little hornets, he's pretty doable. Magma Magma Man is pretty tough. Uh, Tornado Man, I don't find too bad. Concrete Man will fuck you up. I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, point is, I don't find the Robot Masters themselves too hard. It's the fucking levels. The levels in this game are fucking vicious. Some of them will destroy you. There's a couple of them. Which one? Is it Jewel Man, I think? There's a, there's a part in... Ah, is it Jewel Man? I think it's Jewel Man. There's a couple of those platforming parts where you need to get by those insta-kill spikes. And uh, my God, you're trying to jump off these like swinging platforms. And there's one where you need to swing a platform with your own momentum. So you're running back and forth on it. If you swing it too high, you'll touch the spikes at the top of the screen. But you need to get it to swing forward so that you can jump off of it and onto the ledge you need to keep moving on. But there's also spikes on and above that ledge. So you can't swing it too far forward or you'll touch them. And then there's another part where you fall down into a hole and you're on one of the platforms and you're swinging it back and forth and there's spikes on both sides of the wall and all the way along the floor except for a small hole dead center beneath you. So you need to swing it all the way to the left or the right, run to the edge and jump off before it comes back without touching the spikes. And that kind of stuff I find very difficult. I guess I said earlier I have no complaints. If I have one minor complaint, I've been playing Mega Man my whole life. I understand that there's some pretty cheap deaths sometimes in, uh, in these games. Sorry, Molly. I thought Molly was acting up, but she's fine. Um, there's some pretty cheap deaths in some Mega Man games where you fall through screens and then you need to quickly dodge spikes that are underneath and stuff like that. But there are there's a couple of points in this game, once in Wily's Castle and once in somebody's level, and I don't remember which one, where there's these fucking like claw robots, you know, like those claw machines that you put the dollar in and you don't get any toys out of because the claws are shit and they don't work. These claw robots come down from the ceiling like lightning fast. And if they grab you, then they drag you across the screen. And sometimes they try to drag you into spikes. And uh, I find them fucking cheap. Because honestly, unless you know they're there, they're probably going to get you. And that might be my one complaint. I think those deaths are kind of kind of cheap. But other than that, it's just, it's just a tough game. Like the platforming is super precise. There's a ton of enemies that'll fuck you up. I found, I definitely found avoiding the spikes to be the most difficult part. And then Wily's castle in this game, I think, 
I think Wily's Castle might be the most difficult Wily's Castle in the core Mega Man series. I haven't played some of them in a long time. Like I haven't played five, six, ten, or eleven in in a few years. So maybe I maybe some of them go ahead of it. But I have played one, two, three, four, and nine, and seven and eight all within the last little while. And uh, I I don't remember ever having as much problem as many problems with a Mega Man Wily Castle as I have with the one and nine. And like I said, they ratchet up the difficulty because you can't leave to go buy supplies. But when you're not in Wily's Castle, this is one of those games where as you're playing through the game, you're picking up bolts. And whenever you're on the stage select screen, you can pick to go back home and talk to Roll and uh, what's his name there? The fucking... I can't remember his name now. That stupid fucking chubby robot. But they'll they'll you can buy E tanks. You can buy one M tank that'll fill up all of your weapon energies plus Mega Man's energy. You can buy extra lives. You can buy beat that'll come in and catch you when you fall down a hole. You can buy a guard one time only that'll protect you from spikes. I highly recommend you buy the item that uh, there's an item where every time you pick up weapon energy instead of having to pick the weapon like equip the weapon you want the energy to go into it'll just automatically fill the one. Uh, that is lowest, which is really, really nice. I definitely recommend buying that. You can buy one-time item that cuts the damage you take in half, which is pretty handy toward the end of the game. But then you can also buy, like, you can remove Mega Man's helmet for 20 bucks, and then the damage you take, like, doubles or something. And he looks fucking awesome like that, but it's just one way to ratchet up the difficulty in an already incredibly difficult game. Like, I really don't recommend this as your first Mega Man game if you've never played it, because I think a lot of people would rage quit it. It's a tough fucking game. Um, that said, you can make it easier by stocking up on E-Tanks. You buy a ton of E-Tanks, buy a ton of lives. I said I was stuck at that final Wily fight. I'm so fucking close to beating him. But if I had even one E-Tank, then I would have fucked him up and it would have been just fine. So I just have to, uh, I just have to get good because I don't want to leave and have to go back and buy. I have to go through the whole level, the whole Wily's castle again, just because I left to go buy an E-Tank. I'll, I'll beat him fair and square. Fuck that. I will be. I have beat him before and I will fucking beat him again. Fuck you, Wily. Uh, okay, listen, when I do these by myself, I get very frazzled mentally and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Plus my throat gets dry. So I'm going to pause here. We'll let a sponsor come in and help keep the bills on. And then I'll, I'll gush more about the, the fucking masterpiece that is Mega Man 9. We'll be right back. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If 
If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans in tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. All right, so I brought this up a little bit earlier. One of the other things I really love about this game is the is the like the the NES DNA in it. I don't know how else to say it because it's it's like the music. I mean, you've already heard a couple of the songs from this game, and I I think every Mega Man game, even the ones I don't like very much, which I don't know if there's any I don't really like. Eight is my least favorite, but I don't know if I hate it. But every Mega Man game just has spectacular music, and there are other franchises from the old days with great music. I like Sonic has spectacular music. Some of the Mario music is great. Donkey Kong has awesome music. There's some great old school music. Um, I genuinely believe the Mega Man soundtracks are the best of the 8-bit, 16-bit era. And while this is technically a 2008 game, they rocked that classic chiptune music, and you've already heard a couple of them. The music in this game is so good. Most of the time when I play old school games like this, after a little while, I'll turn the volume down and I'll put on a YouTube video or I'll I'll lurk in a Twitch stream or I'll, I'll listen to a podcast or something. But when it comes to Mega Man, I just want to hear the music over and over and over again. It's so fucking good my god the music in this game is spectacular i i will say that personally i think jewel man is my favorite track in the game and you've already heard that one or i don't know actually i can't remember i can't remember where i put the music you may have already heard it or it's it's one of the the three you just heard you're or you're going to hear in this episode you heard jewel man you're hearing galaxy man and i think concrete man was the third one they're all fucking ah they're so good my god the music's good and it's not just the music that keeps that NES uh, DNA in the game. Like I said earlier, like this looks like classic. It is the it is literally like sprite for sprite as far I can as far as far as I can tell the Mega Man sprite from the six NES games. Like it looks it's no not a lot of detail to it. He's tiny again. He doesn't have a lot of motions. He can run. He can climb ladders. He can do his little jump where he puts one arm out and he's shooting with that little pellet lemon pea shooter on his arm. Uh, I like, I love that even the enemies, like there's a lot of classic enemies, like those little hard hat guys that pop out and shoot at you. It, uh, they really, really, this is a love letter to classic Mega Man. I would argue that, and I said it in the intro, I think I would argue that this is the best modern retro game ever made. I, I would legitimately listen to that. I mean, maybe Shovel Knight. I would put Shovel Knight up there. But this is just such a classic love letter to the NES games. And, the and like, it plays just like it. It feels like if you were to go from Mega Man 2 or 3 to Mega Man 9, it feels exactly the weight of his jumps, the way he runs, how far he can jump, the way you can stand on platforms and all you can have is one toe of one of his feet on it. And you're fine as long as that one toe is touching that platform. It just... It, Ah, it's it just feels so at home. The one difference is there's no slowdown. When you played this game, or when you played even Mega Man two and three, particularly when you get up to like six, Mega Man six is a good game, but Mega Man six fucking chugs on the NES. There's a lot of like stuttering and stuff in the classic Mega Man's on the NES, and this one is just smooth as butter, as you would expect from an eight bit game on modern consoles, even as 
modern as the Wii. Uh, this game is silky smooth, and they get really creative with some stuff. Like I said, the the, the spinning platforms. I I don't think the original NES could have pulled that off, at least not that smoothly. Um, I can't remember if they did that in Mega Man. They did some pretty crazy things in Mega Man 6, so maybe they did. I don't remember, but uh, it wouldn't have been this smooth anyway. The, the, the portals in Galaxy Man stage, stuff like that. Dude, some of the fights in Wily's Castle, some of the boss fights. So the one of the boss fights is these four stupid-looking little plugs that are behind spike balls, and they're all just shooting spike balls at you, and all you have to do is go from level to level, like platform to platform, excuse me, and... Uh, and just shoot the the spike balls back at the the plugs and blow them up and it's it's honestly it's kind of a lame fight but then there's also another one that's like a tribute to the yellow devil from Mega Man 1 and it's two blobs with an eyeball inside one of them and they're teleporting across the screen and you need to dodge their teleporting and then shoot the eyeball when it's on its way across as opposed to shooting the yellow devil when it's standing there uh in its solid form you don't know what yellow devil is you, look it up you'll know what it is right away it's like an iconic mini boss from Mega Man uh I really liked that as well I thought some of the the, the I thought some of the mini bosses were cool I think the Wily fight in this game is really neat um albeit fucking frustrating right now because I couldn't beat him on stream in front of everybody it made me angry but it is very beatable I think it's one of the coolest three phases like normal classic Wily fight oh dude yeah the second fight in Dr. Wily's castle is um this like a three stage fight where you fight this giant floating submarine dragon fucking thing and the first step you fight its ass and it's shooting homing missiles at you and then the second fight you fight its underbelly where it's got these two portals underneath it that are opening up and dropping enemies on you and you need to shoot them and then in the final phase you fight its face while it opens its mouth and it's one that barks and shoots bees at you but it's shooting lasers at you i thought that was a really cool boss fight as well uh and another thing this game does really sorry i know i'm all over the map i'm really excited i love talking mega man i couldn't do this show alone every week i don't think my voice could handle it but i get so excited talking about mega man uh, another thing I think this game does really well, particularly in the Wily's Castles levels, is it really forces you to use your robot master weapons. Uh, I've talked about before how I am brutal at not using my items and stuff. When I play like RPGs, I'll I'll die a hundred times and then finish the game with four elixirs in my pocket because I was like, well, I got to save them in case there's an even harder version. And it's like they're fucking there to use on the fights that are killing you. Use your items, you dumb shit. That's me. And I do the same thing in Mega Man. Despite the fact that there are constantly items I can pick up to refill the energy of my weapons, I rarely use my Robot Master weapons while I'm going through levels because I have to save them for the boss fights just in case this happens to be the weakness against the boss fight. And I think this game, again, particularly in Wily's Castle, but not just. It does it in other places as well. does a great job of making you use some of your weapons to interact with the level. You have to use Concrete's uh, concrete man's blocks to build steps to climb up or to block lasers so you can run through. You have to use Hornet man's uh, horning, horning, horny, hormit, horny, which I say that 10 times fast, homing horny hornets to go off and pick up weapons and bring them back to you. Obviously, you need to use Rush Coil and Rush Jet. Uh, the, the, the laser trident is really useful for dealing with enemies that have shields up and stuff like that. It, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's very clever in that. Oh, fuck, there's one part. Oh my God, I got stuck here. There's one part in Wily's Castle where there's these like giant lava laser beams 
coming out and they're like those ones that'll instantly kill you if they touch you and they come across the screen super fast and you have to hit them with concrete blocks to turn them into concrete momentarily and then climb up them but it is it is fucking quick 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 and it's it's tough i died there a lot but again that's another way where at least it's making me use my weapons you can't just blast your way through this one with the mega buster you have to actually use your some of your other weapons and stuff like that as well. Plus, you also have Rush Jet and Rush Coil. They didn't bring Rush Marine in this time, but that's fine because Rush Submarine fucking sucks anyways. But Rush Jet and Rush Coil are cool. And I mentioned Proto Man. I, I know people will kill me if I don't bring this up. Uh, I, I, I might be wrong because I was playing it this time on the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2. And I believe in this one you unlock Proto Man. I can't remember. Uh, so sue me if I'm wrong. I can't remember if initially you could get Proto Man or if you had like if you could find him or if you had to buy him as DLC. I'm I'm I want to say that I had you had to buy him. I'm almost positive that when the game originally released, uh, you you could buy Proto Man and play it through a, the game a second time as Proto Man. And which is all, if you don't know who Proto Man is, is Mega Man's brother. He's the cool guy with the whistle tune and the shades and the shield and the cape, and he's fucking awesome. And uh, in this one, he shows up at the end of the game. I won't ruin it in case you want to play through it. It's not like it's a big deal, but he shows up at the end of the game. But then you can also play through the game as Proto Man. And what's cool about it, I thought this was really, really clever. They took away Mega Man's slide and Mega Man's charge shot so that it felt more like Mega Man 2 and 3, the more old school Mega Mans, uh, before they started really souping Mega Man up in the later games where he could slide under stuff and charge up his, his buster. But uh, when you play through the game as Proto Man, he has the ability to slide and the ability to charge up his buster. So he's got both the things that they took away from Mega Man. But the trade-off for that is he takes more damage than Mega Man does when he gets hit by stuff, which is really fucking cool. I, I, I would love to see them like go back and remaster the old school Mega Man games and add Proto Man as a playable character in some of those. I think that'd be fucking sick. And then it's also got stuff like there's some difficulty options and there's a couple of different stages you can go through. Uh, it's got like a challenge mode in it. I can't remember if that was in the original game. I think it was. Or if they added it to the Legacy Collection where you can... Uh, which, by the way, just if you're wondering, that's how I'd recommend playing this. Just buy the Mega Man Legacy... Buy both of them, frankly. The, if you don't know, the first Mega Man Legacy Collection comes with Mega Man 1 through 6... And the second Legacy Collection is 7, 8, 9, and 10. They're both great. They both go on sale all the time. So they're not that expensive. I actually think they were both just added to PS Plus Premium? I think instead of extra, I would not recommend paying for PS plus premium just to play these games. Just buy them because when they go on sale, like they do every two weeks, you can get both sets for like under 20 bucks, which is 10 Mega Man games, uh, which I, I highly recommend picking up because Mega Man 10 is more of the same. Another love letter to classic Mega Man, which is sick. What I was saying is that I know there's like challenges and stuff in the game, which just give you more, more reasons to play. And they can be stuff like, uh, you know, beat, beat the boss, you know, beat a boss, uh, without getting touched or beat a boss with just a buster or all kinds of cool things, which is really neat. And I'm a big fan. I love that kind of stuff. I It's funny because people sometimes ask me, like, are you a big trophy guy or a big achievement guy? And I'm not. But when it comes to Mega Man, I'm like, yes, I want to do everything. Uh, in fact, even though I already own both these collections on my Switch, I've downloaded them both off PS Plus, And uh, my intention is to hopefully find time this year to go through and earn myself some platinum trophies. 
and I now I don't have any I don't collect trophies, but I just love Mega Man so much. And let's call a spade a spade. If you play a lot of Mega Man, there's a little bit of bragging rights in being good at them. And I do consider myself good at Mega Man. And uh, despite what that fucking stream showed, where I couldn't beat goddamn Doctor Wily right at the end, that motherfucker! If I just had one fucking e tank, son of a bitch. Anyways, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to bring up. The music's sick. You can play as Proto Man. I do like the Robot Masters. I like the mini bosses. The game is very, very hard. Plays well. Looks great. I like most of the weapons. I think uh, I think I'm good. I have a feeling that someone's going to write into the show after I'm done and be like, you asshole, I can't believe you didn't mention X, Y, or Z. But uh, story of my life. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I think that's that's just about everything. Because I don't want to get into the other Mega Mans. And that was why I decided to do this one by myself. Uh, it was hard to set up a schedule to do a recording with any of my friends during Christmas and everything. And I knew this was a game that there's, let's be honest, like, well, it's a great fucking game. There's not a ton of meat on the bone unless you want to go through each Robot Master individually and get into all the details and all that kind of stuff, which I've done on Expansion Pass and some of my other shows. Um, I just love Mega Man so much that I could talk about it. I genuinely would probably consider this a top two or three franchise for me up there with the Mario games and probably like the Mario Kart games. I've actually considered getting a giant Mega Man tattoo on my right arm once my Ninja Turtle sleeve is done. Like, I love that little blue asshole so much. And this game is just... It's funny because when I talk about some of the old NES games and things that we cover on the show, I talk about how you can really... When you can see the love that a developer has put into a game and how that helps the game stand the test of time and how... You know, when you when you play a like a like a Mario Brothers three, or when you play a, I don't know what's another good a Contra or a, a Punch Out or whatever. It's still your favorite any. We're talking NES games because Mega Man Nine looks like an NES game. When you when you play one of those games from back then, now you can see the ones where there was just a lot of love and a lot of care and a lot of pride in it. And the way it stood the test of time and the way it's memorable today. As opposed to playing some of the cheap shit shovelware that came out on the NES back then. And it's funny because now we're in an era where as much as I adore indie games, there's a lot of shit shovelware cheap junk crap fuck games out there now. There's also some of the most spectacularly creative, clever, ingenious, beautiful, awesome, fun games ever made in the indie games today. And I think Mega Man 9... I'm not going to say it's an indie game, and I'm not going to say it started the indie game revolution, but I really do think it played a big part in it. I think it was a very... I would argue it's the most important Mega Man game since Mega Man 2. I don't think that's... I Yeah, I, I'll stand by that. I think Mega Man 2 was the game that they really perfected the Mega Man formula, and then Mega Man 9, it was like, hey, remember those games we used to play that were fucking awesome? Or we used to make that are fucking awesome? Here's another one. And this one's got just as much love and care and everything put in it. You can tell that this wasn't just... Because they could have just shit out another Mega Man game in a, you know, in a year and, and sold a few copies and made a few bucks. But I really think this was an attempt to revival, revive the series and breathe new life into this this character. And if you're a classic Mega Man fan, Meg, if you and by some fluke you've not played it, Mega Man Nine is such a must play. It's ridiculous. It's 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 so like just turn this off and go fucking play it. If you've never played them again, I would recommend starting with Mega Man Two because I think you might rage quit if you start with Mega Man Nine. These games are so fucking tough. It's funny because I get people all the time that are telling me I should really give the Dark Souls games another chance, and I've tried them, and I just I'll, I'm admitting it. It's I don't think they're bad. I'm not good. I'm not good enough. I don't have the patience. I'm not good enough. I just get angry, 
and I rage quit them and they just make me hate myself and hate video games in short spurts. They make me so mad. But these, this difficulty, I'm like, let's fucking go. I'll play these games for days. I love these fucking games. And if you've never played Mega Man, I'm, I'm begging you, give them a shot. Pick up the Legacy Collection on the cheap. Start with Mega Man 2. The only reason I could see somebody not liking these games is if you don't like 2D platformers. I can't think of any other reason not to because they are tough. But like, I don't think they're unfair for the most part. Um, they're so satisfying to beat. I'll tell you, when you figure out a Robot Master's weakness, for all of you that have played Mega Man before, is there any better feeling than like, especially if you don't look it up and you don't know the Robot Master weakness like chart. So you go into a fight against a robot master and you just start throwing the weapons you have at it. And when one hits, it takes away like a fifth of their health bar. And you're like, Oh motherfucker. I got you now. That is one of the most satisfying feelings in any video game ever. Oh my God. And I just, I love the Mega Man games. I love the character and I love Mega Man nine. We'll score this one out of 11 because there's a, there's 11 numbered mainline Mega Man games. And if I'm scoring Mega Man 9 out of 11, I'm giving it an easy 10. 9 gets a 10 out of 11. I'm getting an easy 10. Um I guess I guess it's losing a half a point for the Mario tax cuz it's not Super Mario World and it's losing a half a point cuz those fucking cheap ass claw robots piss me off. But other than that, I I don't have a complaint about this game. I had such a blast playing it. And honestly, as soon as this, while this episode is rendering, I'm probably going to fire up my Switch and take another shot at Wily. Because I got to get it done just so for my own peace of mind, I need to beat it again. Uh, I fucking love this game. I hope that this episode was all right. I never know when I do these ones by myself because I'm not kicking things back and forth with my friends like I normally am. But this is one of the, I hope my passion for this franchise and this game came through. I love video games and Mega Man is a huge part of it. And I love this game. I'm going to queue up a little bit more of that spectacular Mega Man 9 music right here. And when it stops, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to thank some Patreons. And I'm going to get off here so I can go play more Mega Man. Go play Mega Man. Mega Man's awesome. Take it easy. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Listen, everybody, thank you so much for checking us out. I appreciate it. I know there's a ton of retro gaming podcasts out there and that you were willing to take a chance on mine. Well, it, uh, it warms. It warms my heart more than you'll ever know. And I live in northern Canada in the winter. So warm is important. Actually, it's pretty warm out right now. It's fucking weird. Anyway, do you guys don't care about the fucking weather. Oh, what kind of retro gaming podcast talks about the weather? Fuck me. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Whether this was your first Remember the Game or maybe you're at 280th. I'm so grateful for the support. Listen, 2023 was a great year for the show. And uh, 2024, I hope, is going to be even bigger and better. We're coming up on episode 300. We're coming up on our sixth anniversary. We have some great games lined up to cover this year. For the rest of this month, in case you're wondering, if everything goes according to plan, we're going to hit Jack and Daxter next week. We're going to Batman Arkham Asylum the week after that. And we're going to wrap the January up with... Uh, oh, no, wait. There's fucking... Oh, my God. There's... There's five Wednesdays in January. Well, I don't know what the 31st episode is going to be yet, but the 24th is going to be about a little arcade game called Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. Should be fun. Uh, hit us with a nice review if you enjoyed it. I appreciate it. And maybe just as good... 
Probably better, actually, because it helps me keep the bills on. Check out patreon.com slash remember the game. Hundreds of episodes waiting for you. Up to four additional shows a week. Subscriptions start at $3 a month. It's about the best value in the history of gaming. And like I said, come hell or high water, I'm going to be more active on Twitch this year. Twitch.tv slash remember the game. Retro playthroughs. Just me raging like I always do. You can see my dumb face. It's a really good time. I don't bug you for subs or and money or anything. I uh, just come by and hang out. It's a lot of fun. So uh, that's it. I'm going to thank some Patreons and get the fuck out of here. We will be back tomorrow for all our Patreons where I'll count down my 10 favorite arcade games of all time. And like I said, we'll be back next week with Remember the Game 281. Jack and Daxter for the PS2. Take it easy, everybody. Happy New Year. Cheers so long. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are senior executive vice presidents or higher here at patreon.com slash remember the game. Yeah, that's or I was gonna say remember the game initiative. Whatever. Fuck off. It's my first one of the year. So a huge thank you. I'm contractually obligated to say their names. Fuck off. A huge thank you too. Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Jeffrey Mathis, The Keegs, James Clark, Dave McGee, Dan of DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Doran, Chris Fleury, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Confused But Still Here, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Scott Brooks, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tromblay, A-Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang, Darren, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny from Virginia, Squints, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Jeff Bergeron, Daniel, John Woodruff, Randy Barrage, Just a Fish, Adam Blanks, Still hasn't reviewed. What does this say? Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario teaches. Fuck off. Mario teaches typing. I fuck you. I can't type, so I'm never reviewing that. I can't beat that game. Is Dark Souls to me? Holmes, Zach Shepard, Ballsack, Teabagger, Frosty Feet 492, Triple Chugger 22, Elijah Burns. It's that nerd James, Madam Nutich, DBXJ, Steve Dalk, Mizuru, Mirt, Juris, Doctor Mario, Tyler. Phil Lencher, Joe the Sandman, Eric James, Nick Amos, Thomas Childs, Biddy, Laces Out Dan, Beaver Boy, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Leroy Westrich, Rush's Dog Walker, Stud Still Smash, Matt Babanu, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, A Dude Named Adam, Why the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Storm Beagle, Archangel Otaku, Earl, Hegel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Kayach, Timothy, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Nicole Aldena, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Dem Boys on the Roof, I Cancel My Necklace to Afford This Shout Out. Hang on, I need a drink of water here. Max Lagroom, James Juan Francesco, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Franklin Badge, Drugs of Bad, okay, Sam Carpenter, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Nerdy Hybrid, The Fletchman, Colin Bollinger, Sleeper Hit, Squeak Nuts, Isaias, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Wimp 15, Christian Gabriel, Maverick, Marty, Radioactive Man, Musty Beetle, Graham Kennedy, John M. Watkins, Timothy Sabritsky, Beef Dingleberry, Hitchy Poo, Chevy Boy 9211, Burt Macklin, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Christopher Britt, Zamatos, Big the Cat, Maverick, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Kia Pup, Wheel of Fish, AB Killen, Works for Me, Alexander Camps, Neil Cooper, Tom Houlihan, Ted Explosion, Ryan Perry, Alex R, Lucas Valadez, Itchy Nutsuru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Just Car Prank, Solomon Soto, Rated X, Ulint, Darth Skywalter, Postman, Tazelhoft, Westgen, Nick Creature, T Youngster T, K, Adam Martinette, The Big Deal, Kevin Monroe, Can't Destroy Her, This Motherfucker, Alpha Kenny 1, Beers of War, Because 19, Digital Dave, Marcus Mendoza, Lord Longrom, Von Hugendom II, Roger Staubach's Pool Cleaner, Lucas Shaman, Frosty Bear, Max Sainden, Shower Goatface, Alex Ramos, Faded Sufferance, Benjamin Atkins, Carbon Fiber Zombie, Chris Hell, MNO Buddy, 
Mellow Yellow 8787, B Money, Hired Goons, who? It's OG, Tyler Bauer, Fallen Snow Kiku, The Supreme Chosarizo, E-Man Trucker, Mark Sneed, Raging Irish, Atria Wormwood, Shoeboxers, Tornado, Adam Blake still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy. That's going to change this year. Jay Callahan, Robbie Air Guy, Who Does Things, Sabin, Ryan Richmond, Blobby Rogers, Glue Scappin, Bula, Matt Zeus, Buy Me Bone Storm, Plow King, Cesar, Fill in My Mouth with Farts, Liquor Like Luigi, Cody Thompson, Zoo Troy, Chaz Hammond, Elephant Cavs, Scissor Fist, Big Daddy Randall, Ryan Whitcomb, Flinny123, Austin for Past the Present Player Podcast, Lord State Pub, Johnny Zubu81, AJ McCurgy, Lotus, Philip Ramsey, Nothing Could Possibly Go Wrong, Alex McIntyre, S, Bearded Bastard, Adam Galaxy still hasn't reviewed Mario Blank, Eric Hopewell, Darbles, Test. Tickle, David Schroeder, Theodore, Chicken Gizzards, Diablo Spartan, Justin Blair, Wilco, VOS Rager, Captain Steve N, the Cardigan Wearing Wrestler, Adam's new personal assistant, Jake Craven, and Shank the Rat Faced Bastard. Dude, once I actually got into the shoutouts, that was a fucking slam dunk. Bam! He's on fire. Because I know basketball now. Take it easy, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank you for the support. Cheers.